everyone, and welcome to episode 8 of Smashed, a podcast about Jin and the 4077. And today we are talking about episode 8 of season 1, Cowboy. Look at you all fancy guys. I, I know, intro I, I, do, correctly. I do actual, like, <laughs> podcasting for a living. I'm gonna slap the <laughs> shit out of you. you. You've recorded, like, t- at least 10 times the podcast that I've recorded. I know. Um... One of us is is a pro, I, <laughs> and it's the one that can't get through her intro correctly. <laughs> both of us are pros. Thank you very much. Uh, we're 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 professionals when we're not recording this podcast. <laughs> when we're recording this podcast, we are uh, casuals. <laughs> this is the unprofessional professional amateurs. You should probably introduce yourself. Yeah, I'm, I was getting there. I was getting there. I was getting there. Uh, my name is Ian E. Muller. Oh, that's all? Okay. I am the better half of this duo, Ellie Collins. Accurate, accurate. Um, As as mentioned in episode seven, we do record these back to back. So, yeah, we've been drinking. (laughs) Um, We've been drinking for about an hour now. (laughs) uh, Yeah, just about. (laughs) So, I want to kick this one off by saying this episode should have been titled Dear John. Uh,. I feel it would like have been funnier. That would have been a spoiler. Also, it would have been a spoiler, but it would have been funnier. I want to start off with whatever fucking high school jazz band did the intro <laughs> for this episode. Really, no. That this is, is the first episode where they just fuck with the intro a little that, bit. That is consistently the thing that I fucking hate is how they mess with the intro so much. Like, I think it's... Uh, I think it's like a later on season, like eight or something, where they just completely... It's straight up just like bebop jazz. Yeah. You're like, wait, what? Why? Why? What What is this? Yeah. (sighs) Also, when this episode started and I saw the title of it, I thought it was a different episode that I hate. So I'm very glad it wasn't. (laughs) Um... I cracked up at the hyper-realistic blood on Cowboy that is clearly, like... Red like paint? <laughs> flat red, like... Yeah. <laughs> not even glossy. Yeah, no, that's that's the red paint that you use to, like, like paint on a street. Yeah. Like, whoo, that blood. But I feel like if it had been realistic blood, they wouldn't have been able to air it on TV back then. Probably not. But... They do a pretty good job in later seasons, but maybe rating stuff has changed by then. Probably. Yeah. Considering it's like the 70s into the 80s. Yeah, the 80s, we got a lot of films at the tail end of the 70s and into the 80s that challenged those ratings and changed things. Because, like, shit, what we consider PG-13 today would have been, like, NC-17 back then. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially according to people who have seen Multiverse of Madness. I heard. Uh, But, yeah, no, this was, like, the, the rise of the slasher film happened in the middle of this so you get like Night of the Living Dead where the blood is clearly red paint and then you get by the end you know end of this you have like Friday the 13th part 2 which is incredibly gory and realistic for the time speaking of (laughs) do you like my segue? What was that segue? (laughs) What what are we segueing to? I completely forgot that the actor who plays Cowboy is in a bunch of horror movies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, where the fuck are you going with (laughs) this? He's in like he's in the Hitcher and Jason Goes to Hell. Yeah, he's in a bunch of really good horror movies. And And not as good parts. This episode I I call I said it weird, but I called it the first guest character episode. 
um, where yeah. where they clearly bring in a character for the plot just to revolve around that person's story. Like Sherman came in last episode, but he was he was like a supporting character to what Hawkeye and them were doing. Whereas uh, Cowboy in this episode, it is one hundred percent like about him. This is an episode about a character who is not the core cast. Yeah, and it's also an episode that it's 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 designed much like all of the other ones to showcase how they help other people. Yeah. Sometimes through the shenanigans. Our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. Their shenanigans are sad. And cruel. Uh, also, the most important note about this entire episode, Father, Father Mulcahy! Mulcahy! <laughs> yeah. Ah! I love that man! <laughs> and he just, I love this, uh, this is a good episode for him too, because he just, he walks in and just like casually just launches into Hebrew because... Yeah, he was just like, oh, he's Jewish? Do you think he'd mind if I read for him and they're like I don't think he'd mind he's like okay fluent Hebrew because Father Mulcahy actually cares about being a good chaplain and being a good chaplain means knowing the rites fluently and Mm -hmm. like prayers fluently being able to do this for any nationality I have known a couple chaplains like Father Mulcahy and I respect them so much more than your casual everyday preacher because they truly care about the people that they're helping. So it's a brilliant, it is the simplest little, I'm going to go on about Father McKay. It's the simplest. (laughs) When don't you? It's the simplest way to show his quality as a person. Yeah. Like that one tiny decision said, hey, this new character, this is who he is. And it's brilliant because I think we don't get like full-fledged Father Mulcahy for a few more episodes. Uh... This might be like the... as an episode focus. Oh yeah, yeah. He's not he's not a, a focus character for an episode until later on. But I think he's this is the f- first of like him being in almost every episode, as yeah. opposed to earlier in the season where he's only in like two. Yeah. Uh, I also wrote that cowboy looks like an overgrown BJ. <laughs> kind of, kind of. Yeah. Uh, the facial structure was like throwing me off. I was like, that mustache is fucking horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Most mustaches are. Yeah. No offense to people with mustaches. Just keep them clean and trimmed, and then you're fine. We have a friend comb, with comb, 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 comb. We have a friend with an extremely beautiful handlebar mustache, and it's gorgeous. I have another friend who has like very old timey handlebar mustache, where like the curls are the size of a silver dollar Justice on every side. Too. Yeah, and it's like they're huge and gorgeous. But most people don't really take care of their mustaches like they should. This is a weird uh, tangent to be on. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> take care of your mustache. Buy some uh, buy some mustache oil, some beard cleaner. You know, it's a comb it, comb it <laughs> regularly. Get sponsored by... so we're going to get sponsored by ProRasso. Um, <laughs> sponsored by a beard oil group for a show where no regular characters us, has a beard. Neither of us have facial hair, yeah. Or none of the characters really have facial hair except BJ in a later season because the army was real fucking weird about that yep i just i always found it weird that the army was like strict on presentation of facial hair when it's like we're in a war just shut up (laughs) (laughs) shut up and let people have weird beards (laughs) um trapper in this episode was really aggressive with not enough personality like at the beginning with the nurse it 
It was just like, it, he's not charming. Like when BJ goes off about something or when Hawkeye goes off about something. There's passion and genuine genuinely being upset for someone else behind it typically yeah trapper is just aggressive male energy yeah trapper is somebody i would not trust with my drink yeah well yeah i'd trust hawkeye with my drink but i feel like he would put jalapeno juice in it yeah he would put like black pepper or jalapeno juice in it or sarah lee shot or yeah or just more booze in it yeah like hawkeye (laughs) hawkeye would goof with your drink uh i feel like uh trapper would actually roofie me yeah (laughs) so maybe not necessarily for nefarious reasons possibly just to see what happened but yeah he's just so aggressive i don't trust him uh, but you know what? We did get a good line from that scene, though. Disenjeep. 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 <laughs> Nurse Disenjeep. I I love that we both wrote down Disenjeep. <laughs> we also both wrote down Father Mulcahy with in, extra Ys and exclamation points. <laughs> in all caps. Yes. Because, uh, yeah, it's, it's the only appropriate way to address him. Yep. Fuck uh, you, only Father Mulcahy can judge me. It is interesting that this is an another episode, like back to back, where Blake is more regular army. Kind of. Except in this one, it's because of stress and fatigue and all of that. Whereas in the previous one, it was out of character just to get him out of the episode. I don't know. This one felt like he... It's almost like they needed to show what happens to hard-ass COs, even though up until last episode, they have not built him as a hard-ass CO. And he's they, not after this episode either, yeah, really. Yeah, they've actually built him as a very hapless bullshit CO. Mm-hmm. So giving him an arc where him being callous actually almost got his life doesn't really hold much water. Like, it would be more impactful if it happened to Frank. Yeah, absolutely. But they do they do make a point of why is he like Hawkeye and Trapper are like why is he being a hard ass? This is out of character for him. He's probably stressed. Let's help him relax. But it's I don't know. It's weird. It is weird. No, I know. I feel you. Um. But then, of course, like you said, the plot of this episode is someone trying to kill him. So we got the return of Hojon, though. Yeah. He's, I think he's only in this season. He is. He deserved more. He did. He was a good... He was a good character. Yeah. Like, not necessarily great representation, but a good character. And he could have grown. It's also like, we got Hojon this money to go to college. The, just kidding. He's going to be a couple episodes. It's going to be a couple more episodes. Uh, well, you know, they, they, have, they have to line things up. They're not ready for him yet. Uh-huh. <laughs> Semester hasn't started yet. Yeah. Um... Hawkeye's father has to clear out his old room for him. <laughs> I I cracked up at where is here? Yeah, where where is here? I gotta get some water. This drink's strong. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I will just keep talking while you do that. I think that um, so there's two things that I particularly like about this episode that they handle well, which is they do a good job of you not really knowing who is going after Colonel Blake, like. It's just kind of one of those things. It feels obvious that it's Hawkeye and Trapper. Like, the way they set it up. Oh, yeah. When they set it up, it feels obvious that it's them playing pranks on him. But then it's and then it, but then it becomes someone trying to kill him. And it's a it's a it's a well done twist. 
for, yeah. the, for the amount of time they had to li- lay, lay it out. Yeah, I because um, like when they take him, uh, when they take him golfing, mm-hmm. that's when you kind of go like, oh, they're setting him up. Yeah. To like spook him so that he'll get out, and then they can get Frank to to send Cowboy home or something. Trick him into it, yeah. Yeah, but nope, that wasn't what it was at all. Nope. It was very well obfuscated. Nope, Cowboy's trying to kill him. You know, uh, I I can't say that I blame Cowboy, and I can't say that I uh, agree with Cowboy. I think the fact that, you know, they're like, oh, you know, he needs a break. He needs to go home. He has some family stuff going on. And Blake's like, no. And then the fact that his his response to that is to try to kill Blake is a good just proves that you know he should be let home. <laughs> he yeah. needs a break. Especially considering the topic of the previous episode. Yeah. Like the previous episode was literally this all has been so stressful. I need to go I need to take a break because I'm cracking. And he's like, no. And then the next episode is, this guy needs a break. He's cracking. No. Well, that guy's going to kill you. <laughs> okay. Like, well, it it feels very you. much. It feels very much we took the same plot idea, but made it something that had consequences. Yeah. Which is pretty accurate. The, the cowboy's bragging was what gave him away. Yep. And, uh. It really shows how, like, because, like, they call him Cowboy because he's helpful and, you know, he's he's going out there and doing the Wild West thing and saving people. And that's how far he's snapped is that, you know, talking about his accomplishments as the Cowboy is what... Oh, my God, do not break the Lego I built you. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Um, But talking about his accomplishments is what got him caught. Yep. Uh, because it shows that he wasn't actually, like, an evil person. He wasn't, like, bragging about those things to be like, look what I did to Blake. <laughs> yeah, he was just like, you know what? I can I can shoot the eye off a snake at 50 yards. And, like, ha- and the Hawkeye being smart was just like, hmm. Hawkeye was like, wait a damn minute. Uh, but then he doesn't tell anyone, and Blake goes up in a helicopter with Cowboy, and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Almost dies. Um, the the way that Blake said the only GI thing about me is my athlete's foot, I said except for the whole ass plot that needs him to be a regular <laughs> army asshole. Yeah. Like, like I'm not GI at all. What the fuck have you been the last two episodes then? Mm-hmm. Just a dick? Yeah. Just an asshole. Um, I did say if the show was darker, that would have been how Blake died. Oh, yeah. They, they would have offed Blake in that episode. I mean, it, it gets pretty dark. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, like, the beginning of the show. If they had, like, sold yeah. this show as, like, a gritty show about the army. Oh, yeah, they would have killed. He would have died. Yeah. Um, and then it would have been tragedy. Um, I heard that in um, Memories. No, it's Into Tragedies. the Woods. No, it, <laughs> it's, uh, it's Into the Woods. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry. Still. We gotta watch that again. You've only seen it once. <laughs> yeah. You like musicals. I know, but I like watching a variety of musicals. I don't have to watch it again anytime soon. Yes, you do. (laughs) Okay. You just want to watch it. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. (sighs) Uh, 
Uh, speaking of tragedy, um, I actually wrote the tragedy of having to get this news from his wife from the whole group instead of oh, just know, waiting right? to get that letter yeah. on his own. because his, like His dear John letter from Reno. Except it wasn't a dear John letter. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> it was a dear John asterisk. Dear, your name is actually John, but this is not a Dear John letter. <laughs> dear John, there was this dude and he was fucking hot, but I didn't do anything. So, like, you should know I love you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> basically, that's basically the letter. I need you to know. Which honey, valid? I need you to know, honey. You will only get a letter like that from me. What? What are you pointing to? Grab a napkin. Okay. Your, your glass is sweating all over my desk. Oh, no. <laughs> um,. You will only get a letter like that from me in very rare celebrity cases. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm aware. (laughs) And usually it's women, not men. Yeah. It's Christina Hendricks. Let's be honest. Yep. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. They're strong women. If if Christina Hendricks was like, like leave with me now, I, then it would be a Dear John letter. I'd be like, I'm sorry, <laughs> That's honey. That's why you want to watch Mad Men next. Yeah. I, look, Mad Men has visual storytelling. That I can't get on that tangent right now. We'll save that for that podcast. Mad Men is an amazing TV show, and yes, we can. maybe we'll do a podcast about Mad Men in 10 years when we finish this one. <laughs> this one will be done in a year. No. Way more than a year. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's more than 50 episodes of the show. I'm too drunk for math. Leave me alone. Fair enough. Anyway. Anyway. Um, But I thought it was a a good uh, resolution because it was the thing that was driving him nuts. Wound up actually being like, okay. Like, it just kind of showed that, like, he snapped over nothing. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, he snapped because of his paranoia that was driven by the fatigue. Yep. And then he gets his leave when other people didn't. Yeah. But it's interesting how Blake just take like, speaking of leave, Blake just leaves in the previous episode for no good reason, just for plot reasons. And in this one, they actually lay out, like, him handing off command to Frank, a valid reason to be taking R&R. That scene is so funny, though, because... They do such a good job with that one. The slow pulling the drawers open and be like, huh? (laughs) Yep. Also, the only time the laugh track is appropriate, because it's, first, A, it's a subtle laugh track, but B, it's they draw it out to the appropriate length is the gag where radar is using like the fishing rod to give him yes. papers and then pull them back. That was, that was well done. It really was. Also side note for this entire episode, because it, I I, I just want to keep track of how many different cooks they have in the mess tent. <laughs> I will be too drunk to ever remember. Well, I think we're up to two. Is, are we already on two, or is this the first one? No, I think it's two. I could be wrong. You can go back and rewatch on your own. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I will I will double-check this. I'm curious. So uh, this is officially one, possibly two. Yes. And I'm just going to mention it whenever mm-hmm. there's one in an episode, and then someone who listens to this tell me, <laughs> keep count, because <laughs> I fucking can't do that. I have too much ADHD. Yeah. But uh, this was a good episode. Yeah. Um, 
it felt a little too rehashed the previous episode. A little bit. It it felt a little, we had one idea and two things we wanted to do with it. Yep. So we just did them both, but we did them both back to back. Yep. But, like you mentioned, this is the first episode where they bring in a guest actor who portrays a character that the episode revolves around, and it showcases, like, how Hawkeye and Trapper, like, well, Hawkeye more so, but, like, how they, their job is to help people, and they legitimately care about doing it. Yeah, like, that's kind of the good thing is, like, at every turn, they wanted to help Cowboy. Yep. Cowboy just kind of fucked it for himself <laughs> by trying to kill Blake. Yeah, well, you know. Um, you do that sometimes. It happens. I do that? No, no. Oh. The collective you. <laughs> I was like, the fuck? The collective you. The, collect- the royal we. <laughs> the ro- like, the fuck do I do to attack people who don't let me go home? It's well, me. It's me. I'm talking about me. <laughs> Oh, my God. Sorry, I'm, like, noticing random shit on your desk. Yeah, you're drunk. Fuck you. (laughs) I'm going to have to edit some of this episode. No! Don't edit a single bit of it. This is what the people paid for. (laughs) And you didn't even pay for it. You're getting uh, absolute madness for free. Um, That's fair. There was no Margaret this episode. Yep, this is one of the very few episodes that... I'm not even sure Frank was in this episode. Yes, he was. Dingbat. He handed off command. Oh, yeah. That's that right. was a whole scene. You're drunk I now. literally just talked about that scene. Wow. No, that's just the ADHD. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think Margaret's <laughs> in this episode You talked off your gin before we started. And? <laughs> I'm not a lightweight like you. Uh, but no, no. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that this is the first episode that she's... No, she's in every episode. She may have just had, like, one second, but, like, she it was, was... Yeah, it was very... She wasn't, like, a part of the episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. Margaret and... Margaret is at least credited in every episode. Yeah. But I think sometimes the IMDb credits don't go by actual appearance. They go by in the title. Yeah, which makes sense. Especially for shows that are that long, I say, as someone who has tried to put all the show credits on IMDb and fuck's sake, it is a pain in the ass. It, it is really annoying as someone who has also tried to do it. It's, oh, IMDb is annoying. IMDb, so, fix your fucking user interface. <laughs> That's what this podcast is going to become about. <laughs> Calling out IMDb for their awful user interface from the uh, showrunner slash production company side. It really is terrible. Um... But yeah, it's funny. We had so much to say about the last episode and discussing every fine detail, whereas this episode, kind of similar to some of the other early episodes, the plot's just very cut and dry. Yeah. It's just, it's real, real simple. Are you looking up trivia for this episode? Yeah, I wanted to see if they mentioned that that Margaret wasn't in it. Or just any fun factoids? No, not really. See, I'm getting used... Oh, here we go. I'm getting used to not live streaming, because I was about to be like, uh, put in the comments your favorite moment of this episode. And, I mean, you can technically do that. You can. But... Yeah. No, You. everyone is always free. Just add us on Twitter. Be like, tell us what your favorite episode is. Tell us yeah. what your favorite moment from a particular episode is. If we're at talking me and about scream it. about Father Mulcahy. Send me your favorite Father Mulcahy gifts. Yes, do that. Uh, <laughs> so an anachronism that's actually interesting is one of the things uh, Blake mentions in this is that his wife is back home with a fistful of credit cards. Credit cards didn't exist during the Korean War. Huh. 
Interesting. The only thing that existed was dinner, Dinner's Club. Diners, Diners Club. Club. They, they spell it wrong in here. Interesting. I did not know that. Yep. Also, the man's wife have credit cards. That was a mistake. <laughs> I only say that because I think Blake is a terrible husband. So if you give, if you're a terrible husband and you give your wife unlimited access to your money, she will make up for how terrible you are. That's that's valid. Yeah. <laughs> so, honey, where's your credit card? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't have I any. I love you. I don't have any. You do have a credit card. I don't. Oh, that's right. No, all the credit cards are mine. <laughs> I don't have a credit card in my name anymore. I used to. I paid it off and got rid of it. Yeah, no, I'm the one with the credit cards. I got a fistful of credit cards and they're all mine. You have fun with that. No. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, no, this has been episode eight, Cowboy. And... I think I'm going to have to top off my gym before the next uh, episode. This one's going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> See you in two weeks, folks. See ya! <laughs>